welcome back to another episode of the Radiate with Rita podcast. This week, I have a very special guest joining us, my very dear friend, Emily Routon. Welcome, Emily. Super excited to have you. Hi, hi. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) She is a badass female entrepreneur and lifestyle coach. And honestly, like I met her sometime in the spring of last year. And I don't know, I was just majorly drawn towards her because she has this amazing energy about her. She's free spirited. She's just so fun loving and just energetic and full of life. And I'm just so excited for her to join us today and kind of share a little bit more about her story, her journey and how she ended up as a online female entrepreneur coach. So girl, welcome. I'm happy you're here. I'm excited. I get to see you like next month too. So I'm also just like even more excited. Thank you. I'm so, I cannot wait to hug you and see you. Also, that was such a nice introduction. Thank you. So sweet. Of course. I want to hear you tell us a little bit more about your story. Like you guys, I'm going to link all of Emily's info below, but y'all, she has an amazing podcast herself. And just like, I've been tuning in and just like listening to her share her story. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I love her. And I just, I have to, I just want you to kind of share with our, you know, with my listeners, um, just kind of a little bit more about who you are, girl. So let's dive in. I've been a personal trainer for 11 years and that's how I got into the fitness space, but I wasn't an online coach. I had trained in person for six, seven years. Um, but where my story like really, really started is after my divorce. So I got married very young. Um, I got married when I was 20. Should be illegal in the United States of America, but it's not. Um, No 20-year-old should be getting married, but got married in secret, didn't tell nobody. And I think it's like six-ish, about to be seven years when we decided to um, split. That was like, that changed the whole trajectory of my entire life. Um, I was homeless. I had no money. I, and then it was COVID. And then I was like, I'm going to move to Colorado. So one thing about me, I'm a definitely a risk it for the biscuit kind of girl. So (laughs) I'm just like, we're going to go for it. What's the worst that could happen? I had no job. I had saved up money to move, moved out to Colorado, didn't know anybody and was broke as hell. Um, so I was like living on food stamps. My boyfriend, who's my fiance now at the time, um, was like sneaking food in my house and like all these things. Cause I'm very, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm very stubborn and very like hyper independence is something I'm working on as well. So during that time I had decided it would be a brilliant idea to spend $5,000 on a business coaching company and start my business while I was working at a grocery store making like $12 an hour. If you want to like suck your soul out, work at a grocery store. It's literally the worst job ever. Don't do it. Um, started my business and I was an online health and fitness coach. My business is full circle coaching. It was health and fitness coaching for women who don't know what they're doing in the gym, who are lost in the sauce with their nutrition and just wanted to feel confident. September, October is when my life came crashing down again. I was like burnt out, exhausted, crying all the time, all of those things. And then I met our wonderful friend, Molly, and changed the entirety of my business. So the piece of my old business that I loved uh, was the empowering women part. Um, I have a slogan that I've said forever that I've said to myself that you are destined for more. And so I wanted to 
I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my, doing fitness coaching. So I've switched to helping female entrepreneurs and it's still the beginning stages. I'm not really, I'm still figuring out, but it's like energetic work, energetic scheduling, finances, and just like you became an entrepreneur for a reason. Like we should be like enjoying it. So kind of compiling all the pieces I love into one. Oh, so much. Like you really have like come so far. Cause like I was saying, like you shared a lot of this in your podcast episodes. And I was just like, I was just like, wow, this girl is amazing. And I do see a lot of myself in parts of your story, like the hyper independence. Um, and just, I know we've just kind of talked about having like similar upbringings and like dynamics with parents and stuff like that. And it, it's really insane how, you know, sometimes like these like really insane seasons of life are kind of like, like that rock bottom, right? It's kind of the thing that kind of allows you to get to that next level. And like, you know, even though like you kind of went through that really, really dark period of life, I kind of feel like you were reborn in a way. And now like, look at you. Like I never, like, I never would have known that that was your story based on where you're at now. So, yeah, I always say like, um, so I'm religious, I'm Christian, and I believe that, you know, your biggest blessings are the worst things that happen to you. Um, and divorce, if I don't wish it on anyone, but it is a life changing experience. And I talk about it a lot on my podcast, because it was such it changed. I didn't start I didn't feel like I was living my life until I didn't feel like I would like that rebirth is so true because <laughs> moving to Colorado is when I was like, I'm finally living my life. Like I'm actually living life now. And uh, it never felt like that before. So it was huge. It was huge. Wow. Like, so picking up and like moving. So where were you when you moved? Was this when you were still living on the East coast? And then you were just like, I'm moving to Colorado. Yeah. So I'm originally from Maryland. My family lives in Maryland and Delaware uh maryland delaware they're basically the same state they're both so tiny that they're and they're like smushed together so it's like maryland delaware same state pretty much now marylanders would not appreciate me saying that but it's very true um but yeah so maryland i was living in maryland then i was living in delaware my dad lives in delaware and i like worked at the beach um for the summer and then i drove from delaware to colorado so it was me and bing c and uh, my dad and my sister in my Jeep with a U-Haul three days across the country to Fort Collins, Colorado. Wow. A little Binksy. I'm sure he loved that car ride. <laughs> Binks was like, <laughs> this is her what? cat, by the way. But yeah, that's my cat. Me and Rita are big cat ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Binksy. Yeah. Binks literally was like, I always think that like Binks is like, I could have had any owner. I could have. I could have had any owner and I got this like who <laughs> moved every nine months. This is actually very true. Emily does really move like once a year. I've literally only known her like a year and a, a half. And I think she's lived in like three different places since I've met her. We moved so much. And my friend Katie is always like, I don't think Binks has many more moves left in him. And I'm like, he is resilient. He is a resilient guy. He's going to be just fine. And uh, Binks hated the move. I think after the third day, Binks thought we were just living in the car at that point and had just like come to terms with it. He was like, and we would like get into a hotel room and he would he would just like, this is home now. Like, 
he got so comfortable by the third day because we were in and out of the vehicle every day. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I just know if I were to take my cats on a cross country road trip, they would lose it. Oscar, I try to like take him like around town sometimes on the car and like that literally sends him over the edge. He would not. But anyway, so you literally picked up your life and like moved all the way to Colorado. So like when you, when you moved there, like what was your first stop? Were you like a personal trainer at this point? So I was, I had, I mean, technically it was a personal trainer, but I moved to Colorado um, had picked out an apartment and was just like, I'm here now. And then was trying to find a job. So, um, I didn't want to work at it. Actually, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a personal trainer when I moved to Colorado. I was like, new slate, new life. I'm going to do something totally different. Um, God had other plans for me because I like, I applied when I moved to Colorado to, this is not an exaggeration. I applied to 60 jobs and was turned down by all of them. Like I couldn't find a job to save my life. I was like, this was the first time in my life. So recovering stress, stress addict. I have been working since I was 14, two to three jobs since I was 14. Um, I grew up very poor. My parents couldn't if I wanted something, I needed to find a way, figure it out. We don't have time to help you figure this out. You need to figure it out if you want something. So I never in my life had experience not being able to find a job, but it was the end of 2020 places weren't hiring because they weren't sure what the beginning of 2021 was going to look like by the grace of God. I got a job at Sprouts grocery store in the vitamin department because I was a personal trainer. They're like, Oh, you can sell supplements. I'll take it. I will. I applied actually for their bag boy job. I was like, I'm 29 years old. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I will be a bag boy. Just give me a job. And the guy was like, you're too qualified to be a bag boy. And I was like, I don't care. I just need money. Like I will do anything. And he was like, got, gave me the job in the vitamin department of sprouts. Wow. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> is that where you got your first experience? Like really selling? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> joking. Actually, this would piss you off, Rita, because the people at Sprouts, they're like giving medical advice. They're like, people come up to you and are like, so this is what I'm dealing with. And then you're like, you go handpick supplements for them. Oh, wow. That's wild. All right, guys, this is why you have to be careful where you get your information from. All right. Your local grocery store people probably are not the people to take advice from. Now, if it's a pharmacist, maybe just maybe, but still anyway. So, okay. So when you like, when you eventually kind of like branched off into like personal training and fitness, were you kind of like at any point going through your own like self-discovery journey or like journey where you were trying to you know, find peace with food or anything of that sort. I had come from a place of working incessantly and then also working out like fitness was a huge part of my life and health. Right. And so I was also vegan for a very long time. And then, um, so there's like all these factors into my health and fitness journey that I was still figuring out and learning with the food piece it was kind of like at that point, Colorado was like really hard just to eat in general. So I was just like eating whatever, overworking, trying to start my business. But before that as well, before Colorado, everything, I had a really bad relationship with food. I struggled with an eating disorder and then 
was also working multiple jobs when I was married. Um, it was one thing about me. I think there's so much time in the day. So I'm like, I'll work three jobs and go to school to be a registered dietitian. So I was just like, oh, and I'm going to do a bikini competition. And so just like this constant behavior of like adding so much to my plate and then wondering why I had skin issues or hair thinning or, you know, not seeing results that I wanted into the gym. That was like also being amplified when I was like starting my business as well, because I was also struggling with, which kind of ties into what, why I want to help female fitness entrepreneurs that thought of like, do I even look like a trainer? Right. Like that. So it's just kind of like all these things accumulate over time, these conditioned behaviors were just amplified in this time period, living in Colorado, working at Sprouts, all of those things. I love what you said though, about, um, you know, just us like wondering, like being in the online space and being a coach, wondering if you do look the part, I feel like that places so much pressure on us. And I'm sure like, I just being somebody that experienced that when I started my journey, like I know that, you know, it was obviously something that impacted you too, but kind of like, you know, getting to a place now where, you know, you've like eventually pivoted, um, like what led to this pivot? Like, I know you mentioned earlier, like you were feeling burnt out. Like what made you realize like, oh my gosh, like this is it for me. Like I'm at burnout and like, I can't keep taking things on my plate or I'm going to self combust because that's yeah. typically what happens <laughs> when yeah. you're a kind of person and you try to do everything by yourself all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think sometimes we struggle with noticing the burnout, especially if, oh, yeah. I mean, just as a woman in general, I think we have this like super high tolerance for like burnout or like we are the Queens of, I know I'm the queen of gaslighting the shit out of myself. Like, <laughs> like I'm raising my hand. <laughs> yeah. my therapist would be like, that's called gaslighting and you're doing that to yourself. And I would be like, no, gaslighting myself, continuously gaslighting myself. But, you know, as a woman, I think you experience burnout differently and the signs are different. And this is where like, you have to really work on your practices to notice these things. The until, so it doesn't get to this point of like, everything's melting around me and on right so I it was last year uh, I had just turned 30 so it was after my birthday October November December the reason I noticed that I was experiencing burnout and I didn't even know it was burnout I just I was gaslighting myself into being like I just can't handle all of this right you then you get into this like shame spiral of like I can't do all the things right and all this stuff so I was working out five days a week really trying to put on muscle. I was making myself eat, you know, 2,500 2, calories a day, following macros to the T. I was working two jobs while also running and managing my team. I was also putting extra stuff on my plate, like, oh, I should be doing this, this, and this. So like doing things in my church, signing up for extra programs, signing up for this, signing up for that. Because when you're in these like high stress states, I know as me, for me, the more stress I feel, the more stress I want. It's almost like a drug. Like I'm like, if I just put on more, it'll get my, sh I'll get my shit together because I'm like, you know, you're like, it'll give me more structure or it'll give me more something. And then 
when it got to the point where I'm literally crying every single day and then everything's out of whack my skin's breaking out like a psycho. Like I have period cramps. I can't, I'm not sleeping. I was drinking a lot of alcohol. I was like where alcohol in the sense of like, it was like, couldn't wait till Thursdays. Cause that was my day. I gave myself permission to drink alcohol. So it would be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then wait again till Thursday. So it was like all of these signs. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what this is, but like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. So you did mention like everyone's symptoms are so, so, so different. And they are, I think like for me, like when I was going through my burnout, I did have a lot of like the insomnia and just anxiety all the time, like chronic, like Sunday scaries. But I think for me too, I just always, I don't know. I literally just always felt on edge, no matter what I did, no matter how much I would like try things to like reduce stress or, you know what I mean? Like pull myself into a parasympathetic state. Like I could literally feel it in my body. Like it was like, no girl, you're still doing too, 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 too much. So I hate that you got to that place, but sometimes it's like literally getting to that rock bottom. That's just like, okay, that's it. So like, what was your first step after that? Was this like when you hired Molly and you were like, okay, like, I need something different if I want to continue to run my business and it be like sustainable for me, my health and all that. Was that your next step? Yeah, I hired Molly and going in, I didn't know what to expect, but I was just looking for something different. I was like, maybe, you know, when you're stressed out and, you know, even when people hire a fitness coach or something, right. You're like, fix my problems. I don't know what the problems are, but like, fix it. Right. And that's kind of like where I was going, but then honestly, it just started being this like slow trickle effect of like adjusting my schedule, um, literally letting go of my whole team. Like it's literally just me now. Um, like all these like little small things. And I still did. I it's only, I mean, it's only August it's August, but it feels like I've already gone through like a whole calendar year with everything, like all the decisions I've had to make this year. Um, I let go of my fitness coach. Like I started, you know, doing all kinds of like small things to take things off of my plate. And that started making a huge difference. But when, when I did that, I started, you know, whenever you take an action, there's like the other side that's like, but but now what now there's like a missing gap. And if you have a stress addiction problem, that gap brings you anxiety, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not going to lie. That made my butthole pucker a little bit because that's something I'm constantly working on. Like I know last week on our align and free call. So our business coach, Molly has this amazing business group coaching program. And we had a call last week. And one of the questions I asked was like, how do you like slow down in your business? And not just like, like, yes, I, I can sit still, but it's like fighting the urge of like feeling like I need to be doing all the things all the time. Cause it is my technically still my first year of business. But then also just also like just knowing that I need to slow down. And whenever I do, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. That is so hard. So I would love to kind of hear about some strategies that you do to make that a little bit more comfortable for people like us that really struggle because it's hard. No, it is very hard. Like you're not crazy for thinking that's hard. And even if you're not a business owner, right? Like you have three kids and you, they have... Mom, moms, 
I will never superheroes. I don't know how superheroes. I literally don't know how you do it. So if you're a mom, like I, this will, I hope this helps, but I will never completely understand what you go through. But like, even if you are a mom and you're like, you have soccer and you have all these extracurriculars and then you're like trying to do your fitness journey and all these things. Or if you work for corporate America and you are, you know, trying to do all the things, right. One thing, like my, one of my shadows is I did this thing. It was a miss. I can do it all. And so when you take away the stress, miss, I can do it all. She's like, excuse me, ma'am, you suck because now there's a gap that you should be filling with something. Right. And so I think the first thing that's helpful is noticing the shame that you have around the gap. And just like sitting with that and understanding who told you that that you can't just like sit there. Um, for me personally, my parents, you know, like I said, I started working very young. And if you're not doing something, you're lazy. Like you need to be working, 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 working. I was praised so much for how much I work. So Understanding your root of where that came from, I think, is the first step. Who told you you had to be always doing something? But then, like, the other things are, like, the thing is, like, you can't go from, like, okay, up here, high-stress person doing 17 million things, and then go here to miss just, like, I just am chilling. This is too much of an energy gap, right? Your anxiety is going to be, like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like very teeny tiny little drops down that was huge for me so like for example when I have call gaps right I would have these gaps in between calls they're like 30 minutes you can't really do something majorly productive in your business in 30 minutes right so like it what I would try to cram shit into those 30 minutes and then wonder why I had anxiety all day because I'm task jumping and like trying to do all the things. So there was like 30 minute gaps. I couldn't just sit here and be like deep breathing. Like that was giving me anxiety. So I started like implementing small things. Like I keep a Spanish crossword puzzle puzzle here on my desk. So I'll like practice that or I will like doodle or I like will do something that's kind of restorative, but I'm still doing something. So like, I have a goal of like learning these languages. So like, I'm still being productive, right? So like implementing like small, lower energy tasks in the spaces that you're removing something. Oh, good. I'm over here taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did your cat do something behind you? Oh, my cats are doing something behind me. Oscar and Stella, I think are about to battle behind me. So hopefully they won't because Stella will start growling. It's like a horrible noise. So apologies (laughs) in advance, guys. Um, But anyways... So I I love that, right? Creating awareness, like no matter what you're trying to create awareness around, I think is the number one step and trying to figure out where these stem from. Most of us that do struggle with this hyper-independence or needing to take on multiple things and being a workaholic, so much of this stems from our childhood and how we're conditioned. Like literally just like you, I mean, my, my story was a little bit different, but my parents immigrated over here to America with nothing. My dad literally worked super hard to, you know, keep a roof overhead and bring food to the table. And like, literally I just, it's always been about work. You literally, you live to work. That's yeah. it. So every affirmation I got growing up too, like even in school was always around my hard work. So I was work, work, work in school, work, work, work outside of like, Oh my God, hot mess. So being, be able to break, 
break that cycle is so important, but I love what you said about like, like you said about, you know, being somebody that's like super high stress, doing all these things, you 1000% just like, can't just be in this like super Zen parasympathetic state. Okay. Like you just can't go from here to here and it just doesn't work that way. And I know just even like with what I do with my clients, like I work with a lot of women who have a lot of hormone and gut issues and a lot of them do struggle with nervous system dysregulation. And sometimes even just having them add in self-care, like when they're like already dysregulated AF is actually even more stressful. So sometimes we just kind of have to like make little adjustments to what we have to begin with and just work on like creating that awareness and just like mentally being like, okay, this is where we're at. And then we can start to kind of slowly make changes. Cause like, if you was stressed out, Betty, there ain't no way, girl, there is no way. There's no way. Like this is something I'm still working on years later. Like it takes time. Okay. You cannot undo years and years of like conditioning like overnight. It just does not work that way. So no, that's huge. And I think it's important too. I love that you said that because you know, all the the messaging out there is like, just do self-care. And one thing that I actually like hate about the word self-care is like self-care is not bubble baths and like shopping sprees and facials. I mean, those things are all wonderful. I'm not saying I don't like those things, but self-care is the discipline that you need to use to go from stress addict to like stress addict minus one, right? Like that is self-care because if for you to even enjoy coming from my personal experience, for you to even enjoy a bubble bath, you've had to go through these steps down because if you can't lay in a bubble bath and just enjoy the bubble bath for simply being the bubble bath without thinking about all of your to-do lists or how quickly you can get out of the bathtub because you're doing self-care, but now you need to go to this thing. Like you defeated the whole purpose. Oh, oh, I needed to hear all this too. I told you guys, this is something I battle every day. I need to set up a little console call with my girl, Emily, it sounds like, but like realistically guys, when it comes to this stuff, the inner work, inner work is really where it's at and it's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's not sexy. It's not cute. But like the only way you're going to get to a place where you're not just regulated AF. And like, if you want to even balance your hormones and improve your gut health and you're out here trying to save the world while you're on fire on the inside, baby girl. Okay. You're gonna have a hard time. Like, I'm not kidding. Like almost, I don't know. I have, have a good, bit of clients. And like the first step of things that we're working on is the mindset and inner work stuff. Because like we, anybody can take the supplements, anybody can track their macros and eat protein. But if you're not dealing with what's going on on here, you know, up here and you're not addressing the nervous system, like that can hold you back in so many different areas. Um, 100% girl, but like, okay. So obviously you went through all this, you went through the burnout and you are, I don't know, like I said, you're freaking glowing. Okay. You, I'm just like, watching your glove over just like the last like month or two I'm just like look out world look at my friend Emily like you can tell like you are aligned I can just like tell you're not like in a place anymore where you're burnt out like I can just I can just tell like things just feel lighter and I'm just happy for you girl okay so like I want to like I want you to kind of tell us a little bit more about like the work that you're doing with your clients now yeah so the work I'm doing with my clients now it's called glow getter. So it's so funny. You guys keep calling me saying I had a glow up because it's so validating one. It makes me, you know, I definitely receive it. Cause that's hard. One of my, one of my troubles is accepting those things. So I just 
receive that and I appreciate it. But yeah, it's called Glow Getter. And because I want my ladies to have glow ups too. One of the things that just about me is I, I just see potential in every person that I meet. It's just something that I've always had. And I am my, at my root, I am your biggest cheerleader and just, I want the best for everyone. And so when, you know, when I see a woman who's working on their business and, and I work with, I work two jobs, you know, I work for my business and I also work for a, a large business coaching company. And I see all these female entrepreneurs who are teeing themselves up for that burnout that I experienced and teeing themselves up for like, just not, I, you know, we, I became an entrepreneur to do whatever the hell I want whenever I want to do it. Right. And so like being a stress addict confines you and it doesn't allow you to do those things. And so what I do with my coaches, um, is we really, there's a wellness aspect. So fitness and nutrition will always be a part of my life. So there is a wellness aspect, you know, learning how to, trust yourself as a fitness coach and work out in a way that feels good to you without limitations eat you know if you want to track macros awesome but if you're looking to like free yourself from macros eat even better right like let's not track macros we became fitness coaches for a reason and then energetic scheduling so i love energetics um, I know that's kind of like a vague term, but in my point of view, energetics, that's going to be like who you are as a person, how you function day to day. What does that energy look like? And that human design component. So we're doing a lot of human design work. So projectors, man, I have two manifesting generators. I thought I would like attract other projectors, but I have two manifesting generators. I only have two girls right now since it's just the beginning, but energetic scheduling, energetic finances and budgeting, and then just some personal development as an entrepreneur. One of the biggest struggles I see with the women that I talk to is like comparison is like thick in their bones, you know, really don't feel like they take themselves seriously and they don't like express themselves. Like, I think the biggest thing for me is um, that's been part of my glow up, I guess, is just like full expression of who I am, you know, before when I was doing fitness and nutrition, I was like, just felt like in a box, you know, I didn't feel like connected to what I actually like doing. And so now I just feel like I'm more of my full expression. And when like you guys do that, I like, you're going to feel better too. And you're going to feel like you're living your purpose. So that's kind of what we're doing. I love that. And I love, love, love the fact that you spend time like looking at energy because that is so important. And we do not all have the same energy guys. I'm going to link a website in the show notes below. So you guys can look up your human design. Human design is so important, especially if you are an entrepreneur or you're somebody that just wants to learn a little bit more about yourself. Like maybe you work a really demanding job or whatever. And there's certain tasks that drain you just understanding how you work, how your psychology works. So all the above, I don't even know what category that shit falls on. I don't either, but <laughs> let me tell you what, okay. It is amazing. Okay. <laughs> me and Emily are both projectors. Okay. So we, we have a lot of similarities and like how we run energetically. And I know for sure, if I'm not setting up my schedule to honor my energy, I will drain. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. Like die. I feel like shit. Yeah. Like even sometimes just being on technology all day, I feel like utter crap when I get off. Like, I feel like it just like leeches my energy. So energy, like, I think it's really important to be working with a coach that understands that. Cause I think 
especially in today's world, like, you know, a lot of business coaching companies and even just coaching in general, like nobody's talking about your energy, right? So I love that you're actually diving into the nitty gritty of that with your clients and recognizing that we're, we're not all the same, right? The fact that you're like not expecting every person to track macros and that's okay. The fact that you're encouraging coaches to learn to trust themselves. I think, especially when you step into maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like like in the health and fitness space, I feel like it's just the norm for all of us to have coaches. Right. Um, But at some point, like, you know, like our clients should branch off and kind of do their own thing as should we. Right. So I think it's awesome that you also really try to help build that trust in your, the coaches that you work with, because I mean, we don't need a coach forever. We really don't. We don't need somebody to freaking tell us you need to hit these macros forever. Like we know deep down what we need to be doing. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's wild to me. Totally. No, it is wild. And it took a hot minute. I mean, I had my fitness coach for two years and I was like, what's the norm for most people though? Yeah. And I mean, and I think like as a client makes sense, not saying like someone who, if you're like, you are moving through so many levels and you're trying to get to a place where like your coach knows when you're ready to fly free. Like, and they should tell you that, right? Like, okay, Rita, we've gone over this. Like you're, you're fine, you know, whatever. But I think for us fitness coaches, learning to trust our skills and learning to trust that like, you know what you're doing. You're literally a fitness coach. And so the wellness piece of Glow Getter is for that, for that piece. And to like deconstruct like the expectations you've set on yourself based on being a fitness coach. There are seasons where like, yeah, you probably want to like get a coach for a certain physique goal or something. But like, if you're happy and you're like, this is good, or you may not even know that, like that's that wellness piece, like really narrowing that down and getting good at that. And like, which was hard for me. So I'm excited for the girls that I'm coaching on that. I know just like, cause I have like multiple friends that are kind of in a similar situation. Like I, I personally, um, I've worked with a couple coaches, but I've never really worked with people long-term hashtag. I think I have a little bit of trauma having endo. I'm just very picky about who I work with, <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think, you know, like, like so many people, so many coaches struggle with that, you know, and I, I just have so many coach friends that are in that same place. And I even have coach clients that are like, literally like one of my clients told me in her check-in last week, she was like, I hope you're okay with this, but I'm thinking in a little while, I'm going to be ready to kind of branch off and do my thing. I'm like, well, of course, girl, I already know, you know what you're doing. I mean, you're a coach for Christ's sake, but like, I'm obviously here to support you no matter what, but go ahead, girl. Spread your wings. <laughs> That's thing. I know. I'm really happy for her. I think it's just, I don't know. I just love, love, love when women like get to a place where they're like, I want to take the time to trust myself. Cause I think so many of us don't because we like for so long we have tried right maybe deep down like as children and we were younger we did try to trust ourselves but there were things that went on in our environment in our life maybe conversations with people that made us question this trust and over time we just kind of like you know fall into the norm of what we should be doing and x y and z especially when you are in a space where you know eyes are on you and people are watching so i don't know emma like i said glow up glow up glow up Thank you. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. So Emily, like, I feel like we covered a lot of information in today's episode and guys, I'm going to, um, have her share her like handle and stuff low, but Emily, what are three things that you would tell any new female entrepreneur when starting her business? Like if you could go back and like, you had somebody to tell you three things, 
these really important three things, what would you, what would you tell these people? First thing I would say is for the energy piece. I think I would say if I could go back to a little Emily, I'll, my business will be around for almost three years. So about two and a half ish years ago, I would say start working on understanding your energy now and the why behind it. And that's not saying like your perfect energy. What does your energy look like now? Maybe you are full blown stress at it. Just know what that looks like for you so that you can walk through it a little bit lighter because little Emily Ann, she was crying so much and I didn't understand why I was crying so much. And I think if you just start there, that's piece number one. Piece number two would be trust your, trust your heart. Like growing up, my dad always said, listen to your heart, listen to your heart, listen to your heart. And he's man. And men don't even, men don't even usually do that, right? That's like women usually have stronger intuitions than than men. But, but my dad was always like, listen to your heart. And my heart got clouded over time by authority, right? So that's good girl energy. You know, you always listen to the authority figure instead of what yourself knows is true for you. There were a couple points in my process where I think I could have avoided some things and had made different choices, but I didn't listen to my heart. And I have a lot of regrets around a couple of things where my heart was screaming, do this. And I said, they said to do this. So I'm probably wrong. They're right. I need to do what they said. So listening to your heart, trusting your heart, that would be number two. And then number three, there are no rules. Literally, there are no rules. Okay. Like do whatever the hell you want to do. If you want a business that's health and fitness coaching that speaks to the book talk girlies of the world that are obsessed with like a court of thorns and roses or whatever, do that. Do what you want to do. There are no rules. And honestly, your business can be more successful if you break the rules because the businesses that and the women that are the happiness are the ones that are doing whatever the hell that they want to do. You can literally make anything up. You can literally do whatever. Do that. Break. That would be my third tip. Period. (laughs) (laughs) I love all those. Okay. So learn your energy, trust your heart. Okay. And no rules. Okay. I love those. Those three. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, like Emily, where can our people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Emmy fit. So it's E M M E F I T T. That's the best place to find me is there. And then on my, I mean, I have podcasts on Spotify. I honestly can't figure out how to get it to go to Apple. So I'm going to have to ask you some more questions, Okay, (laughs) but it's on Spotify right now. Heart to heart with coach Emily, um, shine your light so that others can shine. Theirs is kind of my whole little slogan. And the what's up, sister friend. I should have started off off this episode with that. What's (laughs) up, sister friend? Love it. Like I said, you guys, she has amazing energy. Go listen to her podcast. You're going to love it. I'm going to link it below. Well, Emily, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I, it's just an honor. Thank you. Of course. Thank you guys for listening in and we will see you guys next time. 